Welcome to the Dropping the Last 5 Pounds podcast. My name is Magali, I'm your coach, and I'm going to give you all the tips and tricks on how to lose weight, what diets really work, and what it actually takes to get results. Because you, my friend, are not here to waste any more time. I'm going to give you the facts, I'm going to debunk the BS, and I'm going to motivate you and kick your ass into action. Ready to live your healthiest and happiest life? Let's do this. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in in today's show. My name is Coach Magali. If you're new here, welcome. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you enjoy me talking, me ranting, because I do all of those things and hopefully in the process provide you with tons of value to help you in your own fitness and health journey. So, guys, in today's podcast, I'm going to go over how to overcome what I call the fuck it mode. And not go down the downward spiral of binging when you have one bad meal or one mistake where you go over your calories. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this. You know the moment when you mess up, you overeat. It can be a multitude of things. You eat something that was off limits. You missed your workout. Whatever the case may be. You make some kind of mistake or you slip up or something goes wrong. And your mind immediately says, well, I already fucked it up fuck it, might as well just start tomorrow. And the moments after that are just a downward hill of bad decisions that at the end of the night and the day after you don't feel good, you don't feel proud of yourself, and it wasn't what you really wanted to be doing. And this cycle just happens over and over again because the next day you wake up, you're like, well, it's a new day, get back on track, I'm going to start over. And then once again, a few days pass or maybe even the same day, you make another slip up, you make another mistake, something goes wrong. And then again, we enter the fuck it mode and we start over and it's an over and over cycle that never ends. And in the grand scheme of things, you realize you're not getting anywhere. You're not getting any closer to your goals. You're not getting any closer to seeing results. You're just going in this circle and you feel frustrated. You're confused. You're like, how the hell do I break the cycle? Well, my friends, that is what I hope to help you do today. And that's what the fuck it mode is. We've all been there. We've all experienced it. It is 100% a normal human experience but it's also one that we can overcome and we can become better with. So let's go into why we even feel a fucking mode to begin with. Why is it even a thing when easily, very simply, we can say, hey, you know, like, well, I made a mistake. Cool, I'm going to just move on and everything's going to be fine. Why is that not the easy decision and why is that not what we usually do? I'll give you a little bit of a personal story. There was a time about a year ago when I was completing this really strict challenge and essentially you had to stick to a diet and there's basically no cheating involved. You can't go over, you can't mess it up. And if you do, you have to start completely over. So if you're on day 46, if you do one mistake, you got to start from day one. And I probably attempted to create, to complete this challenge like 40 times in, in the span of like two months because I kept failing, I kept slipping up. So I had this idea in my mind, which the challenge reinforced for sure, but nobody was forcing me, that mistakes are not okay and that mistakes are enough reason to completely start over, give up everything you're doing and fall off track and then just continue on in a future point. So you can't just get over a mistake. You can't just move on from it. You have to completely stop what you're doing, recalibrate, restart, from basically point zero. And what this ended up doing was that I was living my life in such a rigid and strict way that even if I went over in my calories by 10 calories, you guys, I would completely lose it and go downhill from there. And so what I did was 
now that you know I had to start over because I messed up once and I knew that I'm gonna have to go back to that rigid strict mindset the following day I was like these next few hours for the rest of the day since I already messed up I can do whatever the hell I want and I'm gonna do it because I can because tomorrow I can't and I'm gonna take advantage of that and basically eat my face off and that just ended up making me feel really shitty really really shitty and the following day, I would have kind of like that overeating hangover feeling. So I'd eventually overeat again, and then I'd do the same thing. And it was like that over and over and over. And it was like, did 10 calories really derail my progress that much so that I have to start over? No. It's usually never the mistake that was so grand and so big and so crazy bad that it completely undid everything you've ever done up to that point. There was no such thing. Just like, if you think of it the opposite way, there was no one big health decision, one big meal you can eat, one healthy decision that acts right away and in one day creates your perfect healthy life and gets rid of all of your problems. That doesn't exist. There is no one thing that completely defines you and your progress. Just like a bad one doesn't define it, a good one doesn't define it. But that's how my mind was set up because I had such a strong, strong attachment to this restrictive plan that I really thought was going to help me. So it's not so much the mistake that's the issue. It's not so much that we overeat. It's not so much that we had the food that we weren't supposed to be eating. It's that we have these insane, unrealistic expectations of ourselves that we're not going to make a mistake, that life isn't going to get in the way, that we're not going to forget to log something. These things happen and they will always happen no matter how disciplined or how prepared or how on top of everything you think you are. You're human. You're imperfect. You have flaws. You make mistakes. You forget things. And that is nothing to be ashamed of. That is nothing bad about you. It's just being a human. It's just part of the way that we are. So it wasn't so much the mistake that I made that caused all this chaos. It was how I reacted to it, how I went about it moving forward. And because I had this idea that it had to be either good or bad, black and white, perfect or nothing, then when I made one mistake, it was over. And I couldn't just pick up and move forward from where I left off. I couldn't do that. I had to start over reset, set me back 10 steps, and then start again. So obviously, I'm sure you guys know from personal experience, because a lot of women have experienced this, it doesn't work. (laughs) This shit doesn't work. It is not effective. It is not good. It is not healthy. It does not produce better results. It is just all the bad things, even though it's masked as a good thing, because, oh, perfect, we got all the points. We did everything right. It's not a good way to approach it. So the first thing that I want to discuss when how to overcome this fuck it mode is Stop treating yourself like a robot. Stop treating yourself like you're this perfect, no mistake making thing because you're not. And to believe that and to set yourself up with that expectation, you're going to fail. There is no way around making a mistake, no matter how on top of shit you are. You are going to slip up and that is okay. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. It doesn't mean anything bad about you. You just made a mistake. If you were talking to your friend about how you feel about yourself, like they were feeling that way, you wouldn't sit there and be like, you dumbass, like you you can't make any mistakes. You're a failure. How could you? You deserve to be fat and and overweight and unhappy. Like you wouldn't say those things because that's not how life is. We can't have that expectation for a friend. So why would we have that expectation for ourselves? And the answer is you can't, but we do anyway. And it's an incredibly painful and unsuccessful way to live (laughs) so first step is drop the expectation that you have to be perfect in this journey to see results you do not have to be perfect or on top of it to see massive changes it's 
mostly consistent, mostly, you know, making the most out of the every day as much as you can, that's what's going to move you forward, not trying to tick every single box every single day of every single week of every single year. It's just not how it works. The next thing that kind of, you know, makes the fucking mode worse is the belief that food is inherently good or inherently bad. And therefore, we, depending on what we eat, are good and worthy of celebration or bad, worthy of shame and guilt. But the biggest flaw to that mentality and why it doesn't work and why it's not accurate is back to my previous example of there is no one thing that changes your life in an instant and has this incredibly significant impact. There just isn't that one thing. Because if that were the case, we would make changes quickly. We would see results fast. We wouldn't have to struggle and work hard for multiple months at a time to see changes. It's not that simple. So having a plate of vegetables doesn't automatically make you a healthy person because you could be eating vegetables and watching TV 24 hours a day, never exercising and not drinking enough water. Do you think that plate of vegetables is going to make a difference in your health? Not really, right? It's such a small portion of what your overall day looks like and what your overall lifestyle looks like. And on the other hand, if you just had a big bowl of hot Cheetos, But for the most part, you eat pretty nutrient-dense foods, you drink a lot of water, you manage your stress, you get enough sleep. Is that bowl of hot Cheetos really going to cause you incredibly all these diseases and make you go backwards and lose all the progress you've worked for? No, it's not. Because neither of those two choices have a lot of, they just don't make that big of a difference in the grand scheme of things. What's most important is what other choices are you making most of the time? If most of the time you're going for the highly processed in and out burgers, McDonald's, chips, and you're not eating vegetables, you're not, you know, eating enough protein, all of those things, yeah, your diet is probably not that great. But if you're mostly eating nutrient-dense foods, you're working out, you're taking care of your health in many ways, having the quote-unquote bad foods is just not going to cause you any damage. And in fact, what makes a food good or bad is also going to depend on who we're talking about and in what situation they're in. If we have someone who is recovering from an eating disorder and has severely deprived themselves of any sort of junk food for years and has this terrible relationship with food and they went out to eat and enjoyed a big pizza for the first time in years, that is incredible progress. That is a good thing, even though the pizza is quote-unquote bad. It's a great thing that she did that because now she's slowly healing her relationship with food and is no longer a prisoner to her food choices. And on the other hand, if we have someone who only eats pizza... And, you know, went out to dinner and ordered a salad. Awesome. That's a great choice. But these are these both can be great choices in the very in various situations. So to say something's bad or something's good is just an incomplete picture. Not only scientifically speaking, but also mentally speaking. Because you don't get to put your worth on food. Like, you're so much more than that, you know? Like, what you ate for breakfast doesn't define you as a human. Or your health or anything. So... Viewing food as good or bad and like very objective, black and white, no room for gray area is a very restrictive way to be. And it causes people when they do eat this bad food to completely throw everything out the window and go down the rabbit hole of fuck it. Well, I'm going to eat all this bad food now so that I can start over on Monday or tomorrow, whatever. And it just becomes a cycle that never ends. So by viewing food as more of a continuum, like 
more of a gradual, you know, these are the foods that I want to eat most of the time, 80 to 90% of the time. These are the foods that I want to enjoy a little less often. And then these are the foods that I want to be really careful with because I tend to overeat them. I tend to not control myself around them. I'm going to have them less often. But none of these foods are off limits, no, none allowed, zero tolerance. Like they're just more, somewhat, and less. Because yes, obviously we do want to be eating mostly protein, vegetables, the good stuff, all those things. But you don't have to completely cut out one thing, especially if you like it. Because if you like it and you cut it out completely, you're going to want it more. We're just giant children running around wanting what we can't have. That's what humans do. So the more you restrict something, the more that you demonize it, the more that you make it something bad and all rebellious, the more you're going to want it. I always tell my clients and they genuinely don't believe me. Like, I genuinely can say with confidence that I don't experience food cravings in the sense of how I used to anymore. I don't have this strong sense of I need to have this. Like there are times, yeah, something sounds good and I want it and I eat it and I allow myself. But because of the fact that I adopted this mindset of no food is good or bad, it's going to depend on the context. What you do matters most of the time, or sorry, what you do most of the time matters more than the single one moment here. That I don't feel this deprivation or this restriction anymore and therefore I can have whatever I want. So I don't crave it because it's available to me. It's it's like when a guy, you know, makes himself super available to you and texts you all the time and, hey, can we hang out? I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. You're like, yeah, well, you're a little too available. I think I need to go somewhere else. <laughs> Humans are backwards, but it is what it is. It's in our nature. So the more you deprive something, the more you demonize something, the more you make something off limits, the more you're going to want it. And also scientifically and from a health perspective, it doesn't make any sense to do so. So that's one way that the fuck it mode gets worse and how to reverse it just adopt a more green light yellow light red light system i will link a, a article from precision nutrition below it's a great description of what i mean by this but just to keep it short for the episode basically your green light foods are the foods that you want to be eating most of the time this is your typical vegetables your fibers your grains your protein your dairy if you eat dairy all of these different things that have a lot of nutrients for maybe not so many calories or healthier calories like more nutrient stuff now the somewhat yellow light foods are the foods that maybe you want to limit a little bit but you can still consume them in a pretty frequent manner like for example you could have um crackers or peanut butter things that aren't necessarily bad in the sense of like oh my god this has no nutrient value but you can consume you want to be careful with them because it can rack up or it can become something you overeat easily and then the red food the red light foods are the foods that you for sure know that you have triggers around, you can't control yourself. These are your chips, your snacks, your uh, your own personal trigger foods. And the problem is like this list is going to look different for everybody because again, what foods are good or bad are going to depend on what you want and what your goals are and what the situation is. So for me, a trigger food would be hot Cheetos <laughs> because I genuinely cannot control myself around them. I have to buy them very limited. I have to uh, measure the, the portion out because if I eat from the bag, it's all gone. And I have to keep a small bag in the pantry and nothing more. I don't keep stashes in the pantry. I don't buy a ton of them because I know that I cannot control myself around them. So I limit the amount of times that I eat them, but I still eat them. I just eat them less often. So therefore, my craving for hot Cheetos has decreased over the years because I know I can have them whenever I want. So therefore, I don't feel this desire to always have them and overeat them and binge on them. So that was a long, long, long explanation of don't demonize foods. Don't cut certain foods out, especially if you like them. Only do that if it really works for you. You have an intolerance. You have an um, 
allergic reactions like it's really not a, a good thing for you but if it's just something that you think you have to cut out because it's bad and that's it you don't have to moderate it create that list for yourself again i'll link it below and it's so much more freeing and you're less likely to slip up and then go down that rabbit hole of fuck it i'm going to continue doing this because i have to start over because i've been bad so anyway moving on to the next thing that makes the fuck it mode worse and something that we tend to gravitate towards is the indecision that we put ourselves in when we make these choices so a big problem is that we don't take accountability for our actions and this is a problem this is a really big problem because when you're in the moment of binging or overeating we have or even scrolling instagram you have this thought in your head like hmm maybe i shouldn't really be doing this i shouldn't be doing this i shouldn't be doing this but we continue to do it anyway and this thought is in our head at the same time as we're continuing to do that same thing we're saying we shouldn't be doing right instead of doing that which is like a very weird game of tug of war in our head like yes no do this don't do this don't do it and it's like we don't actually get to enjoy what we're doing or move in a positive direction it's just this weird like back and forth in our head with nothing actually coming from it instead of doing that we can think of it like okay right now i'm having a really big craving you know becoming aware of the fact that we have a craving or something's going wrong oh i really feel like i'm gonna skip my workout oh my god this and that instead of saying oh fuck it you know it happened so i guess i'm just gonna go down the rabbit hole fuck it mode i'm gonna be like i made the decision to skip the workout today and i'm okay with that I'm not going to skip the workout and then beat myself up into the ground because I didn't do it. Now, there's a time and a place to hold yourself accountable, which is where taking responsibility comes in and being like, I skipped my workout tonight. I'm going to really go push myself later or I'm going to do it tomorrow, but I'm going to get it done. But instead, we have this like weird, oh, I really should do it. I really should do it, but we don't. And nothing productive comes from that. Like we don't make a plan to better ourselves. We don't actually get it done. It's just this weird like indecision painful experience so whatever decision you make because remember everything's a choice whether we want to admit it or not everything we do is a choice when you make a choice to overeat or skip your workout or do something that is a quote-unquote slip up and a mistake own it and be like yeah i'm overeating tonight it's okay i'm gonna pick up right where i left off after the next meal or the next day whatever i'm not gonna sit there and be like gorging all these chips and be like Oh, I really shouldn't eat this. I really shouldn't eat this. Finish the whole bag and be like, fuck, I hate it. Like, just say you're eating the bag and it's all good. Just make sure the next meal you have a salad or something that's more on track with your goals. But don't be in that weird in between of like, you're guilting yourself, you're shaming yourself for doing it, but you don't stop doing the thing. Or maybe you didn't start the thing, whatever the case may be. Like fully own your decision, whether it's in the positive direction or maybe not so positive direction. Own it and then choose to move forward in a productive manner, whatever that may mean to you. So I hope this is making sense. Like, don't be indecisive. Don't let life control you. You control what you do. Take accountability for it and own your decisions. Don't play tug of war with yourself, shaming yourself on one hand and then not even doing anything about it on the other because that isn't going to do anything. You're just going to feel worse. And therefore, when we feel worse, when we feel guilty, when we feel shameful, okay, I'll just start tomorrow. So I'm going to go into the fuck it mode and go down this downward spiral. So... Being super restrictive, demonizing foods, and cutting out foods completely, and thinking of food as good and bad, and therefore your worth as good and bad, and having indecision when it comes to your choices are one of the three biggest factors in why we continue down this downward spiral of negativity that we don't like to be in. So I kind of explained a little bit about what to do to combat that and how to kind of turn it around as I was talking about each of these um, these points, but 
the moral of all of this, you guys, is that you are a human being. You're going to make mistakes and that's okay. And also, I'll say with that, sometimes we do need to remove ourselves from certain situations that make us triggered and make us less likely to control ourselves. For example, if you know that you have terrible cravings and you have very low self-control when you drink too much, then maybe limit the amount of times you do that. Not cut it out completely. I'm not saying to not get drunk ever. You can, but maybe not every day. Maybe not every weekend. Maybe every other week. Kind of see how you can figure things out and make it so that you are setting yourself up for success and not being around things that are going to make it much harder for you to make the right choice for you at that time. If it's time where you've been super restrictive and you're like, I need to let loose tonight, do you. That is perfect. That is progress. Love it. But if you've been completely off progress and you need to get back on track, going out to drink again and putting yourself in that situation where you don't have a lot of control, that may not be the best idea. You know, again, everything's context dependent. There's no blanket answer for everybody. It's just more be aware of where you're at, what's going to make the difference for you and where you need what the decision you need to make is at that moment. Um, but yeah, try to limit the amount of times you put yourself in situations where you feel out of control, whether it's drinking, whether it's being around certain people, whether it's having certain foods in the house, nothing wrong with not having it in the house. Now that's different than cutting it out because if you don't have it in the house, it's just not there. But every once in a while, you'll go out and buy to the store, buy one, have it in moderation, enjoy it guilt-free and then move on. But sometimes like for me, like I said, I don't have a bunch of bags of hot Cheetos in the house because I know that at that point, it's going to be really difficult for me to just have one. So that's the whole point with that. Limit the amount of times you're in situations where it's hard to control yourself. But also, if you do slip up, if you do make a mistake, remember the three ways to kind of combat that. Don't be super hard on yourself. Don't think of foods as make it or break it because it's just not that way. And then own your decision, whatever that decision is. And be okay with it. If it's not a one that you're super you know, happy about, make a better one next time. If you're really excited about the choice you made, that's the goal. So you're already doing great. And on another random side note, food is fucking delicious, you guys. Food doesn't have to be just fuel. It's not just a method to lose weight. Food is part of our culture. Food is part of our life. Food is a huge part of our day-to-day. So you're going to want to have memories. You're going to want to have delicious foods. You're going to want to have the drink. You're going to want to have the chips and enjoy time with your loved ones or whatever the case may be. And that was also allowed. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you have those moments where that happens, own your decision. One, don't think of it as make it or break it and then just move forward and make a better decision next time. And always remember, I'll finish off with this last point, that if you're struggling, if you're having a really hard time to turn this mindset around and you don't really know how to overcome it, you know what you have to do, but you're having trouble implementing it and actually getting a result out of it, ask for help. There is no weakness in asking for help. Food is hard. Controlling our intake is hard. It's so much easier to just let loose and and let life take over, but to make changes and to get into a a pattern and and get our results and, and feel happy about these things, it takes work. So asking for help, whether it's personal or professionally, asking a coach, asking a trainer, a nutritionist, whatever the case may be for you, There is nothing wrong with asking for help. And in fact, that shows great strength and your greatest dedication to change. 
And while seeking out professional help or anything of that nature isn't 100% necessary, it can really, really help alleviate the pressure, the stress, the overwhelm, the confusion, and just make things a lot easier for you and just give you a little bit more clarity on what has to happen for you to make those positive changes in your life and turn your relationship with food around and stop getting into the fuck it mode, which we've all been there. I'll say that again. So asking for help is not weakness. Asking for help is a great thing. It's not necessary, but if you are in a place where you've tried it and tried in overcoming this and you can't, go ahead and seek help, seek professional help, seek personal help, whatever is going to help you. And I'm sure that'll be a lot easier and better for you and your own mental and physical health. So that concludes today's episode. I am so happy I did this because I feel like I can very much relate. A lot of my clients can relate. And I just feel like it's a very common issue that is simple to overcome. It's not easy, like nothing in life. It's not easy. But it is simple and we just overcomplicate shit by putting guilt and shame and all these negative things into it when it doesn't have to be that way. It's just, we just got to become aware of it. You know, take the baby steps, move in the positive direction. And over time, give it a few months, you should be in a much better place than maybe you are right now. So with that being said, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you so much for sticking around with me. I hope that you found value and you found some information that can help you in your journey. As always, if you have any questions, you can reach out on my Instagram. Um, you can DM me any of those things. And if you are interested in getting coached by me, I do have a link below so that you can apply and we can talk more about that. And, uh, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you're loving. I always appreciate that so, so much for taking the time and doing that for me and helping me spread the message more and putting this information out more. So with that being said, thank you so much. I will catch you in the next episode. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye guys.